Welcome to the show, everybody. My name is Chris. I'm here with Alex Navarro and Peter Marchiafava. And you're up against the hard cap. All right, and we are back. Gentlemen, it is time for trivia. But not Alex's trivia. Chris, let us know whose trivia it is. It's your trivia, Peter, and I have an intro song for you. Would you like to hear it? Oh, I'm so excited. Here we go. When you want to have a good time, when you want to hear some trivia, that's really, really great. You're going to have a great old time with Peter. Don't be late. It's trivia with Peter Machiavella. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. I observed something very, very key in that song. And for the hmm. fans out there who are listening, he was looking down at lyrics the entire time. Yeah. I wrote I wanna, this one. I just want to get this straight. You wrote <laughs> that. <laughs> yes, on purpose. So here's the funny part. So I never I never write anything for these, except for one time when I thought of something where we, you know, I told Matt about it. But but this time I thought, well, you know. It's not Alex's trivia this week, so I had to do something like super abnormally cheesy and stupid just to make Alex mad because mm. he's not doing the trivia. <laughs> well, Chris, thank you so much. You're welcome. That song, I, I will cherish that in my heart forever, oh, sir. Man. Only because you thought about it so hard and it wasn't you did it. That was like it wasn't was like beautiful. well written. It just really no. said with like a lot I, of uh, energy, oh. you know. Don't don't do that to yourself. I think but it was written. It was written. Yeah, that's and it was, the important part. It's energetic. Yeah, Matt. exactly. Thank you. <laughs> like somebody did, wrote did you write that. it near some sort of some sort of hole where you can get water out of it? Because if so, then mm. it was well written. You know, actually, that reminds oh. me. Of you guys, have you been watching the news? Oh, we got you. <laughs> there was a dude who who fell in a well again, and I never would have thought this would have happened again. Did you guys see that? A guy fell in a well. No, no. Turns no, out, Chris. Turns out, guys, he's fine. He just couldn't see that well. Oh boy. Oh boy. All right. So anyway, let's get started with oh, the for our listeners. <laughs> this is <laughs> welcome to NBA playoff <laughs> trivia. All right. We're, we're never going to get over that one. Oh, that I, just, I got another good perfect. one. That's two. That was great. <laughs> Keep it coming. Keep it coming. <laughs> But, but before we before we get too lost in time here, let's go ahead and get started with some trivia here. All right. Now, there have been many basketball players who have won the NBA Finals MVP award. Mm. And by many, I mean probably about like 20 or 30. That's right. Which player was the first to win two NBA Finals MVP awards? And this is a multiple choice question. A, Wilt Chamberlain. B, Michael Jordan. C, Willis Reed. Or D, Larry Bird. And uh, Lamorne, since you're our guest here, I'm going to start with Chris. <laughs> the first one, the very first one. Would that be a Wilt Chamberlain? Two, yeah, to do oh, two in oh, a row. Yes. So yes. it, I'm. You know me. I have to do it, even if I'm wrong. Wilt Chamberlain. Wilt the stilt. Solid choice. All right, Mister Lamorne. I don't think Willis Reed won that. But I think Larry Bird didn't win. I'm going to go Larry Bird. Larry Bird, D the bird. All right. And then we forgot to welcome Mr. Matt Getz is with us. Hello, Matthew. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I, I was going Bird, too. I mean, you didn't have Muggsy Bogues in there, so it had to be Larry Bird. 
<laughs> unfortunately there just there wasn't an opportunity to throw him in there that was very short-sighted of me oh <laughs> no <laughs> and alex is away for unfortunate reasons so we're, we're going to skip him the answer actually gentlemen was c willis reed i thought wow, i just reed. didn't think, think he maybe won that many rings. i thought he won one yeah oh, wow. they won two so wow. willis reed was the answer for that one all right let's move on nobody gets point one which team has the best overall winning percentage in the playoffs? This is all time. A, the Miami Heat. B, the San Antonio Spurs. C, the Boston Celtics. Or D, the Los Angeles Lakers. Lamorne, let's start with you this time. I'm going to go with the San Antonio Spurs. San Antonio Spurs. That's answer B. Okay. And Matthew? What were they again? You have A, the Miami Heat, B, the San Antonio Spurs, C, the Boston Celtics, or D, the Los Angeles Lakers. Celtics. Celtics. All right, C. And Chris, what about you? I also think it's the Spurs. You also think it's the Spurs. All right. Well, those of you who chose the Spurs chose the team with the lowest winning percentage of the four that I mentioned. Wow. Really? They are fourth. Number three was the Miami Heat. Number two is the Boston Celtics. And that leaves us Dang. with the best overall winning percentage given to the Los Angeles Lakers, 465 and 305 in the playoffs. Good for a 599 winning percentage. Wow. What's the next question? All right. Next question is now on the opposite side of things, which team has the lowest playoff winning San percentage? Antonio Spurs. <laughs> good guess wait wait for my wait for my, uh, my, my options here a charlotte hornets b the denver nuggets c the minnesota timberwolves or d the memphis grizzlies and we're going to start with matt this time how, how are you judging this on lowest for lowest, the playoffs they've made or just lowest, lowest playoffs winning percentage. So of the games that they played in the playoffs, okay. who's got the lowest, who's got the worst record? I'll go with Charlotte. For that. All right. Go with Muggsy Bogues. I like it, Matt. All right. Yeah. A, Charlotte Hornets. Uh, Lamorne, go ahead. I'm going to go with uh, the Charlotte Hornets for 1,000. Charlotte Hornets yeah, as well. I also right. How about you, Chris? extremely confident as the Hornets. All right. And it Ooh. looks like you guys are all – Incorrect. The answer is C, the Minnesota Timberwolves. And for the final question tonight, this one is an open-ended question. So whoever gets the most correct answers is going to be the winner since nobody got any of the first three answers right. The question is as follows. Four players are in the top 10 for the most combined regular season and playoff points in a single season. Who are they? Not including All-Star. So, no, not including All Star. Okay, not as much play in four seasons, one player's total. What you times? Saying? No, what? so it's four players, and they're tied for the most points. No, four players are in the top ten. So okay. four players comprise the top ten, which means that <laughs> one player has multiple entries right. in that top ten because there's oh, yeah. multiple seasons. Mm -hmm. Who are they? All right, Chris, who do you got? LeBron's. Mike J. Wait, Mike James? No, Michael Jordan. Journey, journeyman point guard? Mike J. <laughs> Mike Mikey Jordan. Oh boy. Tim Duncan. And uh Don't say Andrew Wiggins. Man. For so many reasons. <laughs> I'm gonna say Steph Curry. 
All right. And as the tiebreaker, who do you believe has the most instances in the top 10? Michael Jordan. Okay. And Lamorne, it is your turn. LeBron James. Carl Malone. This year, Carl Malone? <laughs> this. Did you say? Oh. I said, this year, Carl Malone? Yeah. This okay, year, Carl Malone. <laughs> uh, Michael Jordan. And then I'm going to go with. I think I'm going to go with Jerry West. Mm, yeah. Good call. All right. And who has the most instances? LeBron James. LeBron James. All right. Jerry West was a good call. I like that. Smart. Smart. Uh, he Maddie Matt Madison. Finals. Nine finals. Something like that. I, I was pretty close to Chris's, but I'm going to swap out from Chris's Duncan for Kobe. Oh. Hmm. Good call. Dang. Probably you mean total not. points. I shouldn't have gone first. Yes, total points for the season, not points per game, total mm. points. Then I want to change all my no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so Matt, that means LeBron, Kobe, Michael Jordan, and Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. All right, and who has the most? Jordan. This may come as a surprise to you guys. Kareem. LeBron James is not on the list. What? What? Mm. How he is he not on the list? Wow. But okay. he's the number one all time. Playoff. He is the number Damn. one all time. He is, but he's not on this list. The number one, the number two, and the number three spots on this list are all taken up by a Mr. Wilt Chamberlain. Chamberlain. Oh, I'm ashamed of myself and embarrassed. Chris, I am very upset with you on this. this so 62 championships, 63 and 64. So three years in a row, best seasons Stupid. ever, which we kind of know about Wilt. This is dumb. After that, with four, six, seven, eight, and 10 is Michael Jordan. And obviously it's Michael Jordan. The number five is from Rick Barry. Wow. That was the 66, 67 okay. season. And then in at number nine is your friend and mine, small game James Harden. I'll be darned. From the 2018-2019 season. Now, just to give you guys a few honorable mentions, number 11 is Kevin Durant from his 2013-2014 season. LeBron James, his best year rank comes in at number 26, and that's huh. from 2017-2018. Wait, I'm confused. Now, I'm, now I'm really lost about what points scored in the total season. So, and yeah, the man, wait, per season. So you mean when the regular season is over, mm-hmm. the ranking of your accumulate when the, when the whole series, series like the season completely is over, who right. had the most points total for that season? For yep, that, season. including the playoffs. And LeBron is ranked number twenty six. Well, oh, he had the twenty sixth best season. Oh, I that's see what you're saying. saying. That's mm-hmm. a weird stat. It is a weird stat. But that's trivia. Find something a little different. <laughs> exactly. And then one other thing to note is that Jordan also has 12, 16, 20, 21, and 23 on the list. The guys so as far as like of the top 26, Jordan is by far the best. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 of his seasons are on that top 26. Yeah. It's interesting. I get it. We're from Chicago, and I get it that you got to skew this this game oh, yeah. in a Michael Jordan mm-hmm. way. Throw in the throw in the throw in the assist total and rebound total <laughs> on top of it. That's what I was oh, gonna you say. Want... You know, if you if you looked at total stat lines and then that's where LeBron's more focused is on the, the total team right. game. Yeah. Yeah. LeBron was never I mean LeBron could have been an amazing score and he showed us this year that he's capable of it, but he always kind of focused on the team. That's why he was never that high up on the cumulative list. Makes sense. I mean he's I mean he's number two of all time. 
It's pretty amazing. And, and Kareem is nowhere on this list. That's the other kind of shocking thing. Here. That's wild. Yeah, I'm like, what? It's so weird. It's so weird. How yeah. It's just, it just to me, that's consistency. And Mike didn't play as long. He, you know what I mean? His, his bigger moments were bigger. You know what I mean? Right. And his lows just, were lower. Michael Jordan's lows were lower? Yeah. Gambling. Yeah, his lows were lower. His lows were lower. Let's be honest about it. There are years where this man did not play. And it had nothing There's... to do with his emotional state. You okay. mean he broke his foot? No. I'm talking about when he got kicked out of the league. Let's wow. Be real. We're doing he this. Got... Wait. Kicked out when of the he... league. When he resigned to go play baseball for a while because yeah all of a sudden i'm just like i just really want to go switch it up let's go play some baseball real quick i just he didn't uh, get kicked out david stern said that was not true stop it stop (laughs) it we can't make the league look bad we can't make the league look bad nike nba big brand you got the number one guy you can't make it look bad betting on games Hold on. Are you telling me that corporations have their thumb on the scale, Lamar? And I refuse. To do <laughs> guys, guys, if your I, show, if woke taught me anything, oh it's God. that corporations have no intention on ruining people's lives. Never. I, listen, corporations are everywhere. Give me a second. I got to pour some Coca Cola inside of my drink here <laughs> because you know what goes down great with Coca Cola. <laughs> um, no, but I, I do believe that is the case. And, you know, then the Wizards happened. I know it to y'all. It didn't happen. It happened. Yeah. This moment, yeah, it was played it terribly. It, went, it happened, and he still took his team to the playoffs. He did not the take his team to the playoffs. They did the go Wizards to the playoffs. Did, the Wizards did not go to the playoffs, Christopher they, J. Page. They did. They did they not. Did. I'm sorry they, to break it to you. They you won the championship. You got a computer machine in front of you. He was responsible for Kwame Brown. Yeah, he was. He was 100% responsible. You mean to tell me he could have had Pau Gasol, and he said, no. Yeah. He could have had Pau Gasol. I know. He, I know. He could have had a whole famer. He said, no. As he sat there twiddling his hoop earring, pondering over who he should pick, his pick was Kwame Brown. <laughs> Stop it. This is a part of your you know legacy, what? Mr. Jordan. Let's 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 never allow basketball players to choose other players because LeBron does not have a great track record on that either. No, okay. no, he has a it's a better track record than Michael Jordan. Let's just start there. Much so, so I want to correct. Well, LeBron has had more opportunities. He's had more. He's had more chances to put his thumb on the scale. How you're Michael Jordan? Well, Michael Jordan, like back in the day, like. He was not in charge. That's why him and Jerry Krause butted heads so much. Let's be honest. Is because Krause was that was Krause's team. Guys, guys, guys. Michael Jordan wasn't in charge of the Bulls. Michael no. Jordan was in charge of sports. Are you serious? Disagree, Again, sir. this man Disagree. was allowed to just go. This man was a Peter. Go, you mean to tell me you could call up the White Sox and say, "Hey guys, I want to try out. No want to play." No, he called up an entirely different sport and decided to play, and they let him. Yeah, That's... so did Tim Tebow. It's not exactly that crazy to it's do just that. Because man. the it's, owner was you don't the have same. to be the greatest. To no, do that. it's That's not because the owner that he it's, decided to do. It's, no, it's Michael Jerry Jordan. was the owner of both teams, and and he got special treatment because he's Michael Jordan. Thank you. Get you. that. He gets special um, treatment. All most 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 really great athletes get special treatment. But I'm yeah, saying right. is LeBron James, the GM, is what they call him made player mobility possible. That's a good thing. That's a great thing because you're the one on the floor playing. Oh, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But let's talk about some of these picks that Michael Jordan wanted over, uh, you know, uh, the certain people that they picked up over a Scottie Pippen. He had other guys in, in mind that he wanted to play, he wanted to trade for, he wanted to get cats out of UNC that were dog shit. 
You know what I mean? But I'm saying it didn't happen because the ownership said, we got you. And six times it worked. It's like they had a great track record. Didn't need to. LeBron stayed in Cleveland and they weren't giving him shit. I mean, I'm not to Mario Moon. I mean, blah, 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 blah. Before Bobby Gibson. I want to correct myself, though. The Wizards didn't make the playoffs. You're right. Uh, what I was thinking of was a stat I saw that at age 40, Jordan won more games with the Wizards than LeBron did at age 37 with this Lakers super team. Yeah, different time, That's... different era, different conference. Jerry Stackhouse is also on the team. I get it. Jerry Stackhouse. Yeah, Jerry Stackhouse is a really good player. He's he good was player. good. Yeah, he was good at the beginning. I have a Stackhouse Sixers jersey in my closet right now. I'm an OG <laughs> with Stackhouse. Don't get me wrong. But by that point, he was not Jerry Stackhouse that we knew. Listen, the Wizards team, I get it. They won some games. They did. They did. But LeBron James is averaging 38 and 6. Come on. Shooting at a high clip from everywhere on that floor. Yeah, the rest of yeah, his team. Yeah, yeah couldn't come along You're right. guys let's yeah. be real michael jordan's jordan great in 20 michael jordan michael jordan's great i obviously you guys know how i feel about michael jordan you know when right it's, so it's, like it's those not it's early not... lebron years with like jordan playing alongside orlando woolridge and a dead um uh what the the, the finger roll guy chris i can't think about ice man bob love thank and... you little george gervin i get it i 100 percent get that but we don't count those years okay. against michael jordan we definitely count them against lebron because he went to the finals I don't. in those earlier years. And we say, look at that. Look at you lost. You lost. Look at it. Yeah, because Jordan, Jordan had a much tougher conference to play in. He was I going mean, up against the Pistons and the and the Celtics and the 76ers. I mean, that was... What are you talking the, about? The legendary. The what East, are you talking? I'm sorry. Yeah. The, East, the East in the mid-2000s was weak as hell. Was. You can say it was weak, but the Detroit Pistons were, were, were NBA champions. Detroit Pistons were holding teams to 80 points a game. That's record-setting right. stuff they were doing. After a couple years, that team was very, very they were good. Done. But they could, they could. Oh, you come on! Listen, I name get, one other team. I get, I get that the, I get that the, 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 the conferences are different and they have shifted. But so are the rules. So are the skill level of the players. You're playing in an era when LeBron was playing in that time. You're playing in it every year. We can sit here and we could, we could. Was it marketing was better or not? The players in the early 2000s were better than the players in the 80s. That oh is a my fact. Lord. The oh players my Lord. Are you serious? You just naturally get better. Ask any current athlete. <laughs> They'll tell you, you just, you, it, the game actually evolves. Think about the it now. The players may have been more talented, but the game was not better. I'm not talking about the game. I'm talking about the players are what better. What are you talking about then? I just said the players. You're talking about the so, skill level of the players Michael Jordan had to go up against versus the ones LeBron had to go up against. The teams were better. Dude, he guys are shooting from half court. Teams. You have to pick up a guy from half court now. You didn't have to do that before. You can get set you didn't in a have defense. To do that in 2004, 2005? Yes, you, you did. Like it's seven years ago. You no, know, you did. You were, guys were shooting the three at a high clip back then, starting then, too. That's why Ray Chris, Allen passed up Reggie Miller so I, fast. So That's why we, Ray Allen passed up Reggie Miller so fast, because now guys are getting more than two, two, two three-point attempts a game. I'm we didn't get Larry Bird as one of the three-point marksmen. Of, of, he was shooting two, if that, a game. But we go, look at great Larry Bird. Ray Allen's getting up five or six. Steph Curry's shooting up 15. And you got it's they're just that much more skilled. They're faster, bigger, stronger. Look at Michael Jordan's highlights. Occasionally, he's dunking over somebody seven feet. Most of the time, he's dunking over the Craig Elos of the world. <laughs> These guys are five ten. <laughs> These guys are six foot one, six foot two. Spud, everybody's Spud Webb running now. around beneath him. Yes. Oh right, <laughs> right. He did nothing LeBron's against Patrick Ewing. He did Here's nothing against 
The guy Rick who never Smith. won a chip. I know. <laughs> the guy who never won a chip. Patrick Ewing was slow. Michael Jordan, I'm saying Michael Jordan's great. He was just way ahead of his Matt, Michael Jordan would be if he played today. If if you took that Michael Jordan he played today, we'd be having the same conversation whether he's the greatest player of all time or not. That's how far better he was than those guys back then. If you put him in now, he wouldn't be labeled as good. He'd still be the best or well, number one, number two. Would Larry Bird be... still be a top 10? Would Magic no. Johnson still be a top 10 player? Magic would Johnson Thomas would still be top 30? Magic Johnson would because of his size and what he had to do. Magic Johnson invented a, a position that now you got yeah, Draymond Green, LeBron, you got all these guys, Scott Pippen doing it. Larry Bird was beat up. He got beat up quick. He wouldn't be as good because he wasn't athletic. It was the way he now, played. Larry Bird played. threw his body on the line. Oh, he was slamming himself against the floor. Larry Bird. His knees never... were gone early. Right. So he with modern technology, debate. he'd be able to be healthier earlier and better. He'd be. He'd be if he if he had the ball handling of of or it, the defensive prowess or like athletic ability. Yeah, because these guys are. That's why the Lakers got ran out of that's the gym every mean. game. Bird athletic. definitely had the prowess it's and the, the athleticism. He, Bird he had was, the eye. He had what you needed to be a superstar, no matter what generation you're in. Yeah, I just think he had, wasn't fast and strong enough. I, that's all I think he was. His skill level was would be at the top, be the top of the league. I just so think he Lauren, wasn't fast. I enough. made this argument as well initially. I made the same argument you're making, Peter. You remember about mm -hmm. Larry Bird, and then I went back and watched some stuff, and I I rescinded some of what I said, and I actually brought him up in my rankings a little bit. It didn't. He didn't. He still didn't get above like Kevin Durant on my list and things like that, but. Um, but he went up and I, and I realized that, you know, he could, his, his play. Yes. He could have still been a phenomenal player in today's game, but the way he played with the violence he played, he yeah. wouldn't have lasted very long. I would say this, I will say this. He would have adjusted. He didn't have to back then. He didn't have to. He reminds me of Joker. You go, what is he doing on the floor? I don't know. Averaging 30, 15 right. and 15. Yeah. You go, Jesus. It's skill. So, yeah, I posted something maybe last year, and I said, are we just – I said, are we forgetting about this? How come no one's talking about this? It was a highlight reel of Larry Bird. <laughs> we play highlight reel – Larry Bird's in my top five. Um, we play highlight reels of Larry Bird – I mean, of, of Michael Jordan, LeBron, Kobe, all these guys. I go, if you look at Larry Bird's highlight reel, it's actually more impressive because he's going out there shooting – it was a game where he scored behind he, the basket. He, he scored 47 points with only using his left hand. Yep. Larry Bird got bored with the game of basketball. That's how good he was. He would let you know exactly how he was going to beat you before yeah. he, he took his shots. He would call game winners. It wouldn't count. And then he would go, okay, I'm going to go back to the same spot again. Mm -hmm. You remember that yep, one play? Exactly. Yes. He shoots the ball. He's like, I'm going to call, I'm going to hit the game winner from right here. Nothing you can do about it. Nothing you can do about it. And he does it. And I think something happened with like the inbound. They said, you got to redo it. The shot clock wasn't working. Something happened. And, they, and the shot didn't count. And he's like, it's, it's, like, it's okay. I'm going to go to the same spot and I'm going to hit the same shot again. And he does it. That's crazy to me. You know, um, he is amazing. But you know who is, you know, who his spiritual successor is. And, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think Luka Doncic really, he doesn't yeah. have the speed. He doesn't have that athleticism that, that you want, but he's got, everything else he moves he's got the court vision he can dribble he can pass he's got and it. he can make a shot from anywhere i mean look at larry bird when he would be i was just i mentioned a second ago he would be baseline but behind the basket and he'd he'd, he'd nail it it didn't yeah. even look like it was hard and that's the kind of thing Doncic can do yeah. he's not he doesn't look super flowy 
it might look awkward sometimes, but he'll get his own rebound, put it back up with his left hand while the rest mm-hmm. of his body is out of bounds. Oh, yeah. You know, these guys and are like shot you were saying, Lamar, Joker is the same way. You're absolutely mm-hmm. right. They they don't have the athleticism, but whatever they are doing, they are excelling at in a way that yeah. nobody has. You know, it's, oh, yeah. it's ridiculous. I am always shocked when I look at a Joker stat line and I'll watch the game and I'm yes. like, is no one just going to stop him from doing this? Is like, no, <laughs> good luck. You can't. Uh. He's he's one of those guys where you can just watch like a twenty minute highlight reel of his and just never get bored. Yeah, like he just keeps doing amazing things. It's beautiful. Well, that does it for trivia this week, Lamorne. Thank you very much for joining us. But I hope you stick around for the next segment here. You're very welcome. Thanks for agreeing that LeBron ranks at number one. Michael Jordan comes in oh, soft uh, number two. Soft number two. Wow. Oof, and I love that that, that this is a Chicago much. show and you guys are still putting LeBron up there. That's bold. That's a bold take. Wow! Don't you put that evil on me, Lamorne? Don't you dare <laughs> put that evil on me, Lamorne! On me. <laughs> All right, guys, it's it's time. I'm gonna go ahead and hand the reins over to our very own Matt Getz in his very own segment. Matt Getz answers. Chris, take it away. Well, Matt, for the second time, I've decided to write something, and I really just did this because it's a special show. We have a special uh, two guest show today, and so here we go. It's I'm just. I'm just working with something here. Let me know what you guys think. Okay. In a destitute world where questions are everywhere and answers are a scarce resource, one man will set out on a journey so terrifying only he can get what everyone needs. This summer... Arnold Schwarzenegger stars as the hero everyone wants. Answer me! In what will surely bring the biggest questions of the summer. Tell me now! Matt gets answers. On podcasts only, April 14th. Ooh. (laughs) Oh, I want to see that. I want to see that segment. Yeah, man, that was good. I don't even know what to say after that. Wow. You can't. You're uh, welcome. Thanks for the several hours you clearly put into writing that. <laughs> Four minutes, but yep. All right. I, I've got a handful of questions here tonight, and they start from relatively normal sportsy questions, and then they quickly devolve from there. Sound good? Perfect. 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 All right. Question number one. And you guys sort of touched on this in some of your answers before, but I want to ask, with players now – playing longer like they're just playing longer in their life in the sport is that better or worse for the game and for the sport i think it's great for the sport i think it's great you know why because i'm not an organization person i'm a player person if i like that player the longer that person's in the game the more we get to idolize celebrate that person bet it's great for the game because fans will constantly support and buy tickets for that person jersey sales you know what i mean which trickle down trickles down all the way to the hot dog vendors in the stadium i mean let's just be honest those last two years michael jordan didn't need to play for the wizards he didn't need to his his legacy was cemented cemented statues all over the world went to washington guess what boom business is back baby people are eating he ended homelessness i mean it was crazy fake great for the game (laughs) Cook globalization. The game expanded to China. Now it's in China. 
it's in China. <laughs> game is in China now. Oh, we're gonna bring up LeBron again now. <laughs> yes. it's China. Probably LeBron. Just say it. Michael Jordan playing those extra years helped. You know why? Because it showcased that you know we will appreciate and give folks their farewell tool, farewell tours, and a prolong the game. Cal Ripken played. He played for so long, so so long, and we appreciated his streak. baseball reference. Yeah. Nicely done. And everybody loved the streak. It was a storyline. It was something to cheer for. You know what I mean? In a world where, you know, we're all just holding on. We're all just looking for something to cheer for. You know? Idols. Honestly, I, yeah. Sorry, American or foreign. Any idols. We just any need idols. Them. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to Fox. Foreign idols. <laughs> <laughs> no, Lamorne, I, I, I do agree with you. I think that that it's it's awesome that players are getting to play older and older now and not even talking about the players you're talking about but like just watching tom brady come back and keep doing what he's mm-hmm. doing you know regardless of how you feel about it personally it's it's one of those things where it's amazing to see him out there year after year in his 40s and continuing to dominate the sport yep. you know that's that's really where it comes in and, and he would not have been able to do this in any past generation of football it's something that yeah i mean we all need to treasure i, I was talking about this a few weeks ago as well is that we don't treasure greatness, you know, and I, I don't know if we used to do it more or not, but we just, we do not treasure greatness. Once players like continue to be great and keep being great, they're, they're, they just kind of fall off and people just want to see them do poorly after a while. So I think you need to just embrace the greatness and continue to enjoy it. Yep. Right. I'm with you. Let's play longer. I'm all about it. Uh, I'm, I was thrilled that I heard Tom Brady came back. I'm that guy. I mentioned 2k earlier. I play 2k. And I unretire LeBron James every single time he retires. That's right. So, you know, that's I'm all about it. Keep them in the game as long as as long as they can do it and be healthy and it doesn't do permanent damage to their bodies and they still love it and enjoy it. Let's keep them in the game. Right. And as long as it's not affecting their, their family life at home, I would yeah, imagine yeah. it's probably terrible for their partners and family. They're like, Dad, I have turned into a full on man and I haven't met you. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> well, <laughs> what I true. am. Adult dad, dad, I am now in the league Sorry, with kid. you. <laughs> when you turn 18, you're going to get a $30 million uh, check. So Peace, dad. You'll be all right. <laughs> Peace, dad. Go have fun. Go play with your friends. Go shower together, whatever you find interesting about playing at the age of 40. Um, <laughs> interesting. Weird I don't term. know if we've ever had all three people have the same take on it and all thinking the same way. I mean, I guess I'll take the other side and that. Like, I don't know if it's great. I like like the rare people, like your Brady's or your LeBron, the, the people, the exceptions to the rule. But I, I think it's better when you get some turnover and you continually keep it younger, fresher, faster. Like, and that's just that's just me. But you made you made some good points. Yeah, so we'll, we'll agree to disagree on that one. Okay, I think I think the the. Reese, the players coming in and out so quickly dilutes the game, though. That's the only thing. It's something about the turnover rate being so fast. It's like a movie. It's like a TV show. You fall in love with characters and storylines that you start investing yeah. in. If every few seasons, you know, you got guys coming and going, you wouldn't have these crazed sports fans in certain parts of our country and the world, like, Players are just coming and going. Like, who cares? You know, they. they I, I'm saying it probably wouldn't as much. You know, when players have been playing for the fact, the fact that we still love Udonis Haslam. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes. this man don't 
play. <laughs> he might as well just be on a that coach right yeah. now. You know, like he should be getting two checks, player and coach. One hundred percent. But we love it. We love and to see Butler it. Butler Wrangler. He's also the Jimmy Butler Wrangler, right? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Sometimes you got to bring him in by threatening to whoop his ass. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, right. let's go outside. I'll beat your ass. Fair points. Yeah. Moving on to a uh, different sport. Recently this week, uh, some different NFL quarterbacks have made the news for some not great reasons. I'll, I'll give you some snippets from each of them. First, we have Baker Mayfield on a podcast, a little upset about, you know, the whole Deshaun Watson coming onto their team, sort of feeling disrespected. And then he let out some built up emotions of how, you know, the fans have treated him. And here, here's a little quote from him. I would love to show up to somebody's cubicle and just boo the shit out of them and watch them crumble. <laughs> then, moving on to a different I'm QB, we have Cam Newton, who is on Barstool Sports. So that right there should level set your expectations for what you're about to hear. Yep. And a quote from him was, a woman for me is handling your own, but knowing how to cater to a man's needs. And <laughs> what? Said a lot of times you get that aesthetic like I'm a boss, I'm this, I'm that. Like no baby, but you can't cook. You don't know how to be quiet, and you don't know how to allow a man to lead. So Whoa. my question is basically the same for both of them. How does this happen? How do they not have media training? How are these two people who should be on their best behavior, just begging for a team to pick them up? How do they make such idiotic statements in the public? Well, you have to also ask yourself, why aren't they on the team? It's not always play. Reputation and the way you carry yourself with your teammates, with the public, with your front office, that goes a long way. And we don't see a lot of that stuff. And when you hear guys say dumb stuff like this, then you go, that could have something to do with the predicament that you're in. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Could. I don't know. I don't know. Cam Newton, his comment, though, I will say this about women. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he made a good couple points, you know. That's uh, yeah. what if she cannot cook? Uh, <laughs> and Baker oh, Mayfield man. he actually makes a good point, though. You know, he, yeah. There's two parts to that. This is the job you signed up for. You do get paid millions and millions of dollars. You know, going into it. In fact, you grew up as a fan watching people boo. You've probably booed other teams. You probably yep. booed players. And now that someone's cutting you a check for so much money, you want to turn it around. And if I want to go to someone's cubicle and, and boo them when they're at the job, it's true because the booing can't get to be. It's like you, you won't like it. But also, I'll go home and it's like when Russell Westbrook says, I don't take this stuff home with me. You know, I believe him. Because I do believe he's driving a Rolls Royce home. I do believe that his house is freakishly large. Mm -hmm. I do believe the kids love him. The wife loves him. Life is made. There's probably a few servants running around the house that he doesn't know their names. He's probably just dripping in jewelry. I'm pretty sure that, man that a few every penny of those 47 million this year, didn't he? Yes. He's like, let me get, get rid of this quick. Get rid of this quick. <laughs> so, yeah. There's something to that Baker Mayfield thing. You yeah. know, and the thing about Baker Mayfield, he is he's in trouble right now. He really is because he is not great. He has not performed to yeah. expectations. He has not done what he's needed to do as a football player. And I'm sorry, you're going to get booed. 
you're going to have your team try to find somebody better to improve their standing. And Lamorne, like you said, you know, part of being in the public eye is getting that kind of feedback. And especially with the social media age, there's no way around it. You're going to get booed. You're going to have stuff told to you. That's why the whole like where Russell Westbrook like took offense to the Russell Westbrook thing. I I felt like that was more like tongue in cheek on his part, you know, because like you said, Lamorne, he seems like a guy who's pretty confident in himself. I don't see him taking that stuff personally. It's just weird that he went that direction. But then again, he's done that in the past before. He's had altercations with fans in the stands. Um, you know, stuff has been tough for him. But, but yeah, no, Baker Mayfield, he's that dude's just in trouble. And I think he's just trying to fight his way out of it in a very bad way. Tell you what, Baker Mayfield, your numbers look a little bit like uh, our friend Carson Wentz. We all know what I think about Carson Wentz. Dude sucks. You had By a the good... way, Lamar, can you get Chris a Carson Wentz jersey? That Don't. would be his, his favorite thing ever. He is horrible. Um, and, and Baker, I'm sorry, bro. I love, like I said before, I love those commercials where you're mowing the lawn at the stadium, but you're not, you're not exactly making your own case. I understand where you're coming from. The booze suck. And yes, I've been with you at, at points in time where I'm like, you know what? Shut up. We don't need to be booing. That's not, the, that's, a, that's the last thing they need right now. But I kind of think his point is a little funny because I picture somebody standing over me, booing me on one of my bad days at work. And I just be like, that's, that's hilarious right there. <laughs> but, but I wouldn't perform well. And so I, I see his point, but you, like you said, he chose this job. This is a profession and, and he probably also did boo people. So you made super valid points. There's not much else I can add to that one. Can't wait to see whose lawn he's mowing next as the backup quarterback or third stringer. Cause the only way he's going to get paid is mowing the lawn at the stadium. And then for cam, shut your stupid mouth. You're a complete moron. That teenager who told you at a football camp that you sucked was probably right. Clearly, we've seen that now. And pay attention to, like, where you stand in the world. Like, you still have you still have a voice. You can still make a difference, and that's what you choose to say? What a jackass thing to say, dude. Them big-ass hats you've been wearing throw me off. Didn't Pharrell tell him to stop wearing those big hats like seven <laughs> so years stop, ago? That's Let's me, stop bro. It. That's my thing. <laughs> It's a hat and also a jacket. (laughs) And a bucket and a bowl. Well, thank you all for clearing that up. Uh, It's crystal clear now. Appreciate it. (laughs) Gentlemen, we've taken quite the tour here. Now it is time for our question out of left field. That part of the show where the only part of this question that has to do with sports is that fun little intro right there. So recently, James Franco mm. sold an air sculpture. That's right. What is an air sculpture, you ask? <laughs> it is an endless supply of air, and you get to put a card on your wall and describe this artwork that you just bought. That sold for $10,000 to oh, put no. a card on your wall. Stop it. In other news... The first NFT of Jack Dorsey's first tweet that was purchased for over $2 million a while back. They're trying to sell it for $47 million in an auction. At the end of the first day in the auction, the highest bid was $278. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so, now I'm, I'm, looking at this. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at this screen here. And I'm seeing a bunch of faces who have probably made some pretty bad purchases in their life. So I want to know, <laughs> what are the biggest purchases you've wasted money on in your life? 
I don't know. Lamorne, what's your dumbest purchase ever? Oh, gosh. I've made some stupid purchases before in my life. They're dumb, but they're utilities. So it's hard to say dumb. Because <laughs> I've always sold and profited. But in the moment, very, very stupid. I once bought a person. No. <laughs> I'm so I was no. <laughs> cut it, cut I'm it. Hanging out with Cam Newton. Me we're and done. Cam were out there. Uh, for... <laughs> no. <laughs> Damn. Cam was like, no, you can't say that unless you wear the hat. Sorry. Yeah, put the hat on. Uh, the dumbest purchase, I will say, I pr- I buy a lot of stuff from Instagram. Like a pop up will come up of like a ball that you toss in the air and it glows and it floats because it's like got a fan on it. But it keeps my kid entertained at times. I'm gonna say my car was a dumb purchase. I sold it at the time. It was dumb, but I made money from it. So my car. The market right now is crazy for cars. You know what I mean? There, the car. I I looked at a G wagon to buy. The sticker price on a G wagon was a hundred and ten thousand dollars or something like that. At the time when I was going to buy it, they said, well, we have to add a premium. They wanted 150000 I said, yeah, you're damn right. It doesn't make any sense. So I didn't get it. Later on, that car, same car, is going for about $330,000. It doesn't make any sense. I don't understand it. I think because the engine style is going out. It was the same year. It's moved, it, it, I, I ended up not getting that car, but I got... Uh, a Lamborghini Urus. It's an, it's an SUV, but I and it and that wasn't that wasn't my intention. I just the reason why I never wanted to drive the car because I knew it would be like a driving experience I've never had before in my life. So I got I just test drove it, knowing there's no way one I could afford it, but two I could get it that that I would enjoy it. And I did. And it was a dumb purchase, and I got it, and I had it, and I rarely drove it because we were in a pandemic. And I was like, why did I get this car? I can't go anywhere but to 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 like wait in line for groceries. I go drive far off and take walks. It's the only thing I can do. It it just sat there. And so finally, I sold it and uh, and made a lot of money on it. And because you know, I don't know why, but people are seeing that people seem to really like it and, and and want this model of the car. So I had the car essentially for two and a half, three years for free and made money from it. Well, see, that doesn't well sound like a dumb purchase at all. That's the it's opposite not. of a dumb purchase. But had the had the had the had our. Uh, economy not shifted the way that it did, it would have been a very dumb purchase. Right. Okay. So I, I get what you mean. Yeah. In the moment, it was stupid. I, you know, circumstances made it smart, though. Yes. And yeah, I'm very sure. grateful for that. So I'm torn between a couple different things. For me, when my wife and I were expecting our second son, we went and we knew we needed an SUV. So we were going to get an SUV and we were at the dealership and we were almost done with the whole deal. And I was like, well, it's that out there. And I ended up leaving with two cars, an SUV <laughs> and a hybrid, because I couldn't decide. So I bought two cars the same day. <laughs> I like both. I think that, that makes is, sense, too. That so, is stupid. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I mean, that was not great. But the other thing that came to my mind was, um, so we bought a bedroom set from Ikea. Big mistake. Fast forward years later. We got movers moving us, right? And the moving company comes in, and they're like, you know, we, we insure everything uh, except anything that was purchased at Ikea um, usually just breaks apart, just shreds. So um, if it breaks, it's not on us. So, you know, if, if you don't have bedroom furniture anymore, that's kind of like your fault because you bought something at Ikea. And I was like, God 
dang it. <laughs> Never buying any crap from that place again. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, just killing sponsorship opportunities left well, and right. I actually like I, I like the Ikea. look of this stuff. I like the <laughs> IKEA stuff. It just you, IKEA, you can't beat the, you can't beat the rates. Yeah, you can't beat their low, low prices and their customer services. Phenomenal. Love IKEA. Is this an Eagle Man commercial? No. Ikea man has the <laughs> I got something got something for, for your you. you. You just need to put it together now. <laughs> Good luck reading your directions. <laughs> Parts sold separately. <laughs> um what about you, Matthew? I don't believe we heard your answer, Peter. I don't have an answer. Everything oh. I've purchased has been intelligent, smart, and thought out very well. What about that fake mustache? How dare you, sir? Well, this fake mustache is one of the greatest things I've ever done for myself. You get money for a fake mustache. You get money. How about that furry chin strap? Get real tired of you ducking me, man. Yeah, that one I could do without. That's that's. I tough. actually like it. What about college, Peter? What about? <laughs> wow! Holy crap! <laughs> oh my god! I just remember hanging out with you at school, Peter, going like. Damn, does he go to school? Does he go to class? <laughs> I was like, this is a time. I love college. I never got to go. But oh, mercy. <laughs> he, he was building up life experience for this podcast. Yeah, he was. He was. <laughs> exactly. And look, I always knew when I got home from class, Peter would be there, like making sure that the house was safe. You know, <laughs> it's all good. This is a guy I tried to wake up with an, air, an actual air horn. <laughs> he did not even budge. It was three uh, feet from his head. Really? I want to blow. His door was locked, so I reached my arm in and was holding this air horn as close as I could to him. <laughs> burn, burn. I Where gotta say, his arm in around a locked door. He had one of these doors that had like the chain latch, right? And so I opened the door and was like, his bedroom the chain door latch. had a chain latch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that it's, kind of house. Yeah, dude, this house was pieced together. I just trust stuff, me. Guys. I I think I I actually my house my room was kind of the front porch. It was the front porch at one point. It was yeah, pretty much. The we front didn't have porch. heat in this house either, so like we had to use tarp over the windows with duct tape, <laughs> and then we would all wear like hoodies and three layers of sweatpants to bed with like mm -hmm. seven comforters just so that we could try to sleep <laughs> at night. Sounds like that house is one of your dumbest purchases. <laughs> we were just well, renting. It was a bad so, rental, but it was yeah. it was a fun rental at the same time. Though. It was, yeah. the, the memories there were what, were what counted. Lots of memories, yep. I feel like you did. Yeah, no, I, I would say that my, my bad purchases are always food related, so it's never like a big ticket item. Mm -hmm. But I spent, let's see, I spent $55 on a 18-year aged Macallan. So, you know, it tasted good. It was fine. Would I spend fifty-five bucks on it again? No. But did you know? Wait. So obviously yeah, you can appreciate a good. You can appreciate a good. Oh, very much so. But was it worth? It wasn't. I mean, I know you wouldn't do it again. But did you see why it was worth fifty-five dollars? Honestly, no. I'm I'm drinking a twelve-year aged right now, and it the the taste difference was not. It, it wasn't as different as I'd hoped it would have been. That mm. was the problem. The Japanese whiskey that I brought to Matt's place last week, and that was far superior to anything I'd ever had from McAllen. Huh. Yeah, I I like to think that I'm I know what I'm talking about when I when I'm drinking whiskey, but I don't. I I I love cigars, but let me tell you something. 
cigars and whiskey or scotch, whatever. I don't know shit about what I'm drinking. All I know <laughs> is that usually someone suggests it and I go, oh, okay, cool. That's great. But it, I can't tell the difference between that and makers. Really? Regular, <laughs> I can't. Like you would have to sit. I, I need a specialist. I need somebody like you guys to go, hey, this is what you're looking for. Like Pat went, like, so, so Pat lived with me for. I was going to say. We were roommates for a while here in LA. It's good eight, nine months. And when I say he reorganized, I have like a wine rack. He reorganized everything. He was throwing stuff out. This is bad. This is good. This is cheap. Put this in the closet. Don't, don't <laughs> display everything. And I noticed the difference in what he was talking about because he sat with me and was like, this is why this is bad wine. This is why this is good wine. Okay. It's like, oh, so I need what a someone. Snub. He, he, he's a, he's one of the biggest snobs. Wine snob. He's a wine snob. <laughs> Pat is a wine snob, guys. Uh, but I don't know that about whiskey yet. Um, a good scotch. I'm sitting. I'm, I'm clueless. Well, you talk to this guy, Matt, over here. Next time you come into the city, we'll all go out to like a, a whiskey bar or something like that, and we'll have ourselves a good time. I recall one of the times you were in Chicago, and we all went out, and and I ordered something really peaty, like a nice peaty scotch, and you just got the same thing too, just because. Yeah. And most people, when they first take a sip of a really peaty scotch, like, what is this garbage? But you just sort of sipped it like in stride, like, hmm, okay, this is different. Yeah. I, you know, if I go, if I go to a, someone's country and they go, here, man, sip this. This is my, it's my uncle's piss. We all sip it. <laughs> it's a thing. And they'd be like, oh, you drink here, it man, too. Sip like, yeah. this almost implies that there's something to do with it. Yes. So if everyone was <laughs> sipping it, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna sip it. I'm gonna sip your uncle's urine because it's of the culture. It's of the town. I know you survived it. What am I getting from it? So I want to learn from you. That's why. Just yeah. now you're talking about PD. The only PD I know is on this podcast right now. It's the only one I know, <laughs> and that PD Pablo. Okay. <laughs> Oh, Carolina, come on and raise up. <laughs> if you don't understand that reference, guys, then you're obviously too young. Yes. We've dated ourselves with that Petey Pablo reference. Hey, I'm just taking my shirt off and spinning around my head like a helicopter, all right? That's all I'm doing. I know uh, Goofy's neighbor, Pete. <laughs> you're so old. You're not the oldest of us, but you... <laughs> He are, is. Really, are you the oldest of us I right now? I do it and on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> I told my wife the other day, you see that new commercial where they Velcro the phone to the, to the coffee table? No. <laughs> the progressive commercial where they're becoming their parents. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Takes yeah, yeah, yeah. the phone off the table and it's Velcro to the table. <laughs> I come up to my wife. She hasn't seen it yet. I say, hey, I'm thinking about uh, getting some Velcro for the backs of our phones, sticking, sticking a little Velcro on the coffee table. What do you think? She's like just staring at me, and I'm like, I'm screwing with you. I wouldn't do that. That's ridiculous. There was a, at like a few jobs ago, this parent told a story of his kid, how the dad kept losing his cell phone all around. And this kid said, It'd be great if like cell phones somehow had like a cord or something that was like attached to a wall so you wouldn't lose it. Oh, boy. <laughs> if only that existed somewhere. Oh, boy. Flat Earth? No, just I'm a flat earther, you guys. I am a guy. No, I'm a flat. You probably don't know about me. You probably don't know about me, but I, I'm a flat earther. 
I haven't slapped you in the face in roughly 15 years. It's been a long time. You're getting Chris rocked. (laughs) I'm a a slap rock. Don't make me slap rock. That's right. That's right. We came up with that the other week, by the way. That's that is if you're two episodes ago, we're gonna gonna be doing something, you're gonna slap rock. Oh, I guess. (laughs) Don't piss me off. I'll slap rock. Guys, guys, don't judge me, please. I'm a flat earther. No, you're not. I've done some traveling. Um, and I never know which way the pilot's going. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yep, yep. That's all you need to know. I'm always like, no, he like he turned around like like how come he could just he could just go that way and go but he i don't know what he doing you know what i'm saying like i haven't been you know what i mean and then like you know what i'm saying and like it's flat like you know when cats be disappearing like like don't come back type you know what i'm saying you'd be like man i just saw him then next day you'd be like nah motherfucker fail that boy fail a bermuda you know triangle that's just the yeah. way you fall off the earth. Bermuda Triangle is one of them. Uh, Dempsey, Ohio, that's another one. <laughs> is that where Dave Cleveland. Chappelle lives? <laughs> no, that's Yellow Springs. That's Yellow oh, Springs. That's right. West Good side of Cleveland. Spring. West side of Cleveland. Uh, right outside of Dayton and Columbus. Come I believe it. Cleveland town, everyone. Guys, this has been a joy. Yeah, this has been absolute pleasure this is our first three-hour podcast so oh, you guys are still listening at this on. point what a show guys i was this gonna say that this has been an absolute pleasure lamorne thank you so much for joining us man please let us know what what plugs do you have man you know woke season two is out it is currently out please folks if you haven't seen it go watch the first season what else welcome to our show podcast is out there right now for the new girl fans even if you don't like new girl we got some cool guests we interviewed jake johnson Stephen amell taylor swift is going to come on the show she hasn't agreed to that yet i don't think she knows about it just yet but she will make an appearance <laughs> she heard it here first yeah Stephen amell i like Stephen amell Stephen amell come on now he's going to be on the show guys watch it or don't no, listen to it you know what i mean porting you <laughs> yes Yes, woke. Also, welcome to our show. Also, just believe in yourselves, you guys. And always be back with a vengeance, no matter what. All right, guys. So that does it for us. On behalf of our special guest, Lamorne Morris, our special other guest, Matthew Getz, a man who's been missing for the last couple hours, Alex Navarro and Chris Page. My name is Peter, and you've been listening to The Hard Cap. Yeah, boys, because there's a lot of us.